Hey, this is Zev Bannett. You're listening to the Sewed Blocks podcast channel, and this is a podcast channel for transformational and foundational Torah. It means Torah that completely transforms your life, changes everything, changes the way that you think, feel, perceive reality, perceive relationships and connections with the people in your life and with Hashem, and it's the ultimate uh, wisdom and the ultimate way of thinking about how to really genuinely constantly grow and deepen. So the content here, a lot of different kinds of things. You can also check out the YouTube channel, Yisod Blocks, and really start to see all the different types of things that we're going that we have going on here. Hope you enjoy and thank you for listening. All right, so I just want to welcome you back to the Yisod Blocks podcast series about the book Nefesh Achaim. So if you've been checking out the rest of the episodes and you know pieces that we have out on the on the uh, podcast channel. You already know that some of this stuff is available as video content on YouTube. This particular series is uh, all about the book Nefesh Chaim. so if you've already heard the first two episodes, then you know exactly what we're doing here. If you haven't, I definitely recommend checking the first two out. Uh, we're going to try to do this uh, series pretty much every day, every other day, to sort of get as many of these episodes out as possible and try to get through the entire book. And really, uh, the point and goal of this particular series is to sort of give all you listeners, access to some actual texts and writings that you can sort of see for yourself. And that's why I recommend you buy the book, Nefesh Chaim. You can get a great translation, the Avi Noam Frankel Nefesh Tzimtzum translation. It's available on Amazon. It's a great translation, great way to work through this book. And you really see a very wide array of all the different statements of Chazal and the Midrashim and the Gemara quoted all over this book. You really start to see how he breaks it all down. That's why I recommend it, and you can follow along as we go and really get a very, very uh, broad exposure to all these ideas and how deeply and broadly written these ideas really are. So we're really up to Paragimel right now, and that is chapter 3 uh, in the Sha'ar Aleph in the first section. And the topic of discussion so far in the first couple of pieces was about the definition and meaning of the phrase Tzalem Elohim, usually translated as the image of God. And we started to break down the word Elohim, uh, also, you can say the word Elohim, um, which means uh, the way that he defines it and describes it is really not his own definition in the book, but it actually comes from some of the Rishonim and even earlier, which is that the word Elohim, when describing Hashem, it means that he is Baal HaKochot Kulam, literally the master of all these separate, diverse, and disparate forces. And so, in the beginning of the third section, of the third chapter, Paragimel, so Rav Chaim really starts to, uh, you know, go deeper into this, but it's kind of a continuation directly from the previous section. So you got it from the previous chapter. So you got to remember that. Um, so the way that he ended off was just talking about how the word Elohim, when describing Hashem, there's so many uh, diverse, dis- you know, different separate forces and 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 elements and things really inside the universe. And even though they all look like they're separate, they all have, you can imagine it as like, you know, every item, every atom, everything has almost like a string uh, of power that links it back to the root, which is Hashem, the one self behind all being. And so that network or that giant web of power lines that essentially links Hashem to all being uh, and literally powers the existence of each of those separate items. So that's what we mean when we talk about the word Elohim. That descri- the word Elohim describes that network, you know, that that giant uh, uh, webbing of all those different, uh, you know, powering cables. And so he ended off talking about how, how, with a, how there's even all these kinds of different forces that are, you know, uh, like what he called 
um, like what's called Elilim, or these different uh, powers that power different cultures and different groups of people, and that requires a lot more in-depth analysis, which we're going to try to unpack more as we go. But the point is that, you know, when we talk about Hashem, Hashem is called Elohim, and then we have all these Elohim Achirim, which is like other forces, which are, you know, sort of like separate powers and separate forces that exist in the universe, which also are ultimately rooted in Hashem, but they operate in a way that, you know, like we said, that seem like they're separate and other because, you know, all these, all the diversity and multiplicity of the universe, everything looks like it's doing its own thing. You know, you see nature unfolding, you see atoms, you know, dancing around and electrons, and you see, uh, you know, people and, and muscles, and you see things happening and things falling and moving and wind and sun and all these different powers and forces in the universe. And so it all seems like it's all operating independently of everything else, but there's actually some kind of uh, cosmic dance taking place here where everything is ultimately being powered and exists as a as an extension of Hashem's being. And then, so the word, Elo, the word Elohim describes that entirety. So as you think about that, I want you to sort of have this image in your head of like, you know, this one self, you know, this one person almost like, which is what the name Yudke Vavke, the, the four-letter name of Hashem, uh, refers to that core self. And we're going to go in deeper into that also a little later. But that oneself is kind of like behind each and every one of those separate cables and is powering each of them. And so with that in mind, we can now continue to actually see what, what the Nefesh wants to explain in Paragimel to sort of turn this, this idea of Elohim and how we think about Hashem in this way over to the discussion of what is Tzelem Elohim of an actual person. So he starts off, using the same kind of thought structure, the same picture and perspective, as if to say, Barahu Yisbarach Esa Adam, you know, similar to this way that we just described, this sort of like a self with like this whole network of power cables emanating from him, powering this diverse array of, of you know, separate things and beings and, and, and elements. So Hashem also made uh, the Adam in exactly the same way. The Adam means the person, like Adam. Vishlito Alribe Rivvan Kochos Veolamos Ein Mispar. And he gave him like power and influence on a very, very enormous amount of powers, and olamot means like layers layers of reality, and misfar really without, you know, almost like an, an infinite amount. Um, and umisaram biyado, and then he put those different layers and, and aspects of the universe into the hands of man. That he will be the one who essentially speaks and, and, and directs them. According to all the different details of your different actions and your different the things that you say and your thoughts, and all the different ways that you behave, essentially, whether you're doing things that are called tov or things that are the opposite of that. So there's a lot to unpack there. What he's saying is that, first of all, uh, just like Hashem is a self that has this network of, of cables that emanates through the entire universe and literally animates and manifests all things and all being. So he actually gave over that same ability or that same power to people. And the way that that kind of works is to sort of show you the structure of that is that you actually are not just a, a thing that is being animated by Hashem. You're also a power in the universe that in many ways mirrors and parallels the way that Hashem kind of operates and makes things manifest in existence. So just to sort of show what that means, first of all, like in a more tangible way. So when we talk about how, you know, you are a conscious self, and you the self, you know, that's something the, the your consciousness was what the Torah means when it refers to the word neshama. So that means your consciousness. 
And so consciousness is actually one of these things that we're going to have to throw around and talk about a lot in different ways because it is more, more complex than just, oh, I'm conscious, I'm self-aware, like I know myself. So you can think of it as consciousness, like it, it, we experience it that way as like a sense of self-awareness or just a sense of self, really, a sense of there's a me here. You know, I had a person recently who said to me, well, I don't know if I believe in consciousness. And I said, well, if, you're, if you don't know who, belie- if you believe in consciousness, like who's the you Who's the I in that sentence? I don't know if I believe in consciousness. Well, I am saying that I, you know, don't know if I believe in it, but who's the I? There's no discussion there. It's like this, it's, an, it's embedded in our experience. Uh, we experientially, you know, know ourselves to exist, and we have to analyze more carefully what that is, and, you know, science is grappling a lot with that. But we experience ourselves as someone, as conscious. And so the nature of that consciousness is very is complex. There's a lot of pieces and layers and nuances to that. And so we're going to start to learn some some things about the the structure of consciousness. It's not just that, oh, I'm just conscious. Consciousness is dynamic. It changes. It's it evolves. You actually get more conscious over time. And so what we're talking about here is actually, you could think of it as you are your consciousness, your sense of self is like um, it, it's like uh, you could think of it as like one of the wires of Hashem, or like the wire, the, you know, the network, the network of, of wires that we talked about with Hashem, you have a wire from Hashem that, you know, goes to you, and not only does it give you life force and, you know, powers your whole body, but it also is a conduit for actual consciousness, actual awareness, and the thing about that is that that, that awareness that you have now gives you a parallel set of, of abilities that are similar to Hashem's. If you think of Hashem as kind of like this self that is surrounded by a network of cables powering the entire universe, so you are you are powered by a unique kind of cable, a cable that is distinctly different from all the other ones, and because the, all, the, all the other ones do not convey consciousness with the existence that they convey. You know, Hashem's cables power existence, and let's say you pick a, you know, you have a, a cable powering, um, you know, uh, a tree. Let's just, you know, simplify. So you have a cable of Hashem that is that is manifesting as a tree, giving it life, and, you know, every atom and every uh, every every structure and molecule. And so Hashem is powering that tree. But that cable that Hashem is powering that tree with, uh, which we said is part of the Elohim system, that cable does not convey consciousness to the tree. So the cable that powers the tree is different from the cable that powers you. So the cable that powers you conveys all the same types of things in certain ways, but also has an added, you know, uh, data packet, if you want to think about it in terms of, you know, uh, computer science a little bit. And that extra cable part conveys consciousness to you, and you experience yourself as someone, as an actual conscious being. And we're going to have to talk more about that cable and the nature of that as we go. But the point right now is that that's what you are. You are you have that extra element coming through to you. And then what that extra element does is that now you yourself also have your own setup of cables that come out of you and impact existence around you. So you can think of it as every human being is like a has a cable of consciousness that essentially is you know coming from Hashem and linked to the person. And then you yourself become a consciousness hub. Like you're actually also a self, just like Hashem is a self in the center of that whole network of, of um, powers. So you are also a hub. You can think of, think of yourself as a mini hub, that you are also a conscious self, and you actually manifest in some way. You have these same cables feeding off of you that also power the world. And even, you know, even more intensely, we're going to see, those cables don't just go out into the world around you. They actually travel back 
along the same direction, you know, in, in the opposite direction of the cables that are coming to you and powering you from Hashem. So just to sort of show what that means, and this whole analogy that I'm describing right now, you're going to see this is not just something which is a thought analogy. You're going to, you can experience this in a very serious way. In fact, you do experience it all the time. Uh, just We have to sort of sift through our experiences and understand what it is that we're going through. But the point is that you have cables emerging from you as well. They emerge in every direction, meaning out into the world, into the universe, but also they, you have cables that go back from you as a, as a hub, as a hub of consciousness, as a, as a self, back from you towards Hashem, and really all the way back to the root of all of Hashem's cables. In other words, you actually have a parallel system of cables that you also control, and you can actually, uh, you know, you, you actually have cables that go to travel, you know, almost like back from you all the way back to Hashem. So think of it as like, you know, if Hashem is the network source, like, you know, the the core self, but then there's all these like satellite selves that are all kind of out there in the network um, all around. And then each of those selves actually has also cables that are spreading out, powering various things, including powering something going back in the direction of Hashem, of the source uh, consciousness, the parent hub, if you want, of consciousness that we're talking about here. So that's really what he's describing here. He's saying, according to the way that you talk, things that you think, you know, all the different facets of human experience, those things essentially determine the power flux and power um, emanations that come from you out into the world and also towards Hashem. And right now we're speaking about this in a very general way, but you're going to see that we're going to get to a lot of specifics about this and how the various things that you say and things that you do and things that you think and you know all the changes you know you have, you constantly experience change inside of your being and your inner space you know in the world of thought and emotion and then there's also actions that you take using your thoughts and emotions and perceptions and so we're going to start to you know dissect and sift through the different parts of that and you'll start to see how you actually both create and impact the universe through these types of um, power lines but also you you can even impact the entire system of Hashem because think about it if you have a cable or even many cables that run from you all the way back towards Hashem. So then your cables are in very close proximity to Hashem's cables that are coming towards you. In other words, they kind of run in parallel, uh, you know, space. So it's like Hashem's cables come to you and you, your cables go, go to Hashem. And sometimes those cables can really actually interact and, and, and you can impact the entirety of the system that Hashem is, you know, using. If your cables are running near other cables of Hashem's, so your cables can literally change, you know, the actual dynamics and nature of some of those other cables of what Hashem is doing. So as an example, imagine just as an analogy, using the same cable of the tree that Hashem is powering a tree, and you have a cable that runs up to Hashem, and it runs near the tree cable, well then, what if there was a way for you to actually, you know, through something that you do, you can actually impact how Hashem relates to that tree. And we're going to talk to that, talk about that more. You know, obviously you can directly impact the tree through a different cable. You can go up to the tree, take a chainsaw, and use one of your power cables to literally direct your body to cut down that tree. So that's a very easy way to sort of see that. that, that that's a lateral impact. I'm talking about uh, a, a vertical impact where you can actually, you know, somehow use your, your cables going towards Hashem to influence how Hashem manifests and operates in relationship to that tree as opposed to doing it across, you know, towards the tree, you directly, you can actually do it towards Hashem, and then there's a way to impact that. So this is a this is a this not a theoretical discussion at all. This is a very practical discussion. So there are certain theoretical extremes, like how deep does that go and how far can it go? 
And that's something which I think people are not really uh, used to even imagining today. They used to know a lot more about how far that could go in the past. But the point is that this is a very, very real phenomenon now. Okay, so let's read on a little more. Um, so or just to, just to fin- you know, finish off that paragraph when he said, Hein Latov so here the Nefesh references how there are different thoughts, behaviors, and perceptions, and speak, speaking speech that actually are considered to be tov. And tov is usually translated as good, but here I just want to clarify, things cannot just be good in a vacuum. Every, every, every usage of the word good always represents that there is some kind of standard, you know, something is good within a certain standard. So, you know, what do we mean when we say something is good? Well, it depends what you're talking about. If you're talking about pizza, so it usually means that it tastes good to you. Talking about you know um, intelligence, so then you have a certain way to try to measure that. There's all different kinds of ways and standards that we try to apply to something being good or not good. But either way, uh, something being good always means there is someone who is evaluating it according to his or her own standard or preferences. You know, standard of standard of preferences. And so here, whenever the Nefeshachim refers to Tov and Ra, so he's not talking about any of our standards of Tov and Ra. He's talking about Hashem's standards of Tov and Ra. And Hashem has his own subjective idea about what is the point of all of the, you know, the whole universe. And whatever it is that Hashem thinks the universe is for, when the universe operates and when we operate in harmony with that, that's what's called what Hashem wants. In other words, tov, from Hashem's perspective. And whenever you violate what the universe is for, so then you are now operating in a way that is not what Hashem wants, and you're undermining the point of the universe, that's called ra. Now, the word tov, again, means what a particular self wants or is interested in. And the word ra means what a particular self is uninterested in and is, not, you know, distant from. I don't want that, so therefore I'm apathetic towards that. And here the Nefeshachim is referring to you doing things, speaking, behaving, whatever, uh, in a way that is what Hashem wants or the opposite of what Hashem wants. In other words, what Hashem is not interested in. And so... Um, when you do things that are not what Hashem wants, so that has a certain impact on the entire system, and you do things that are, are what Hashem wants, then it has an, uh, you know, a different impact on the entire system. And so we're going to have to unpack what that is. We also have to understand what Hashem wants, because Hashem does not just want you to be a good person or be moral or ethical. That is not, these are not Torah concepts. Um, these are superficial uh, assessments of what the Torah describes. And Hashem has a very clear point and purpose of what this whole thing is for, and you are a part of that, and you have to sort of know what that is in order to really supercharge your life and really, you know, be who you really are. So let's read on. When you in, in your when you have actions and words and thoughts that are tovim that are what Hashem wants, and again, we, there's a big open question mark there. What is that? So what are you doing then? You when you do, when you do things the way that Hashem wants, it actually. Uh, you know, it sends, right now he's referring to the cables that run between you and Hashem, so it actually provides energy, you know, and power. Like think of, if you think of your consciousness as, as power, and, or, you know, an energy source, you know, we have all these consciousness hubs in this network, you have the super consciousness, which is Hashem's, you know, source consciousness, and then you have all these cables, and each of us is a consciousness mini hub, so each one of us is like a power source in this giant power plant in our analogy. So when you um, operate within the system the way that Hashem wants, so then you, you actually send energy throughout the entire system. So means like the, the world of the, those cables I just described um, that are between you and Hashem. That's literally means layers of reality that are 
you know, kind of going in a, in a vertical direction as an analogy. Not literally vertical. There's no up, there's no like, you know, Hashem is not actually above us, but we use that as an analogy of like, as opposed to lateral, like within the universe, talking about like beyond the universe. So we use the phrase above or up. So that's olamos halyonim, which means the layers of reality that are above. Umosif bem kedusha ve'or, and then you you actually add more. Here you use the word kedusha and or, which means kedusha kind of means like uh, focus. Um, which, in other words, you're basically purifying the point of this whole universe, and or means like more consciousness. So you're basically augmenting the process of Hashem's consciousness manifesting into the universe, and you're basically uh, powering and validating and supporting that. Like it's written, I will put my words into your mouth, and that will then um, literally like set up the heavens, and it will then uh, set a foundation for the ground. So it sounds like what that Patsuk is bringing a proof for is that Hashem actually gave us the power to do that. Like they said, uh, like Chazal, our sages said in Masechet Brachot, Al tikra banaich, ele bonaich. Don't read the word banaich as banaich, your sons. Ele bonaich, your builders. Because they are the people, the, the Chachamim are the people who essentially build these layers of reality or, you know, sort of not build them from scratch, but strengthen them and constantly upgrade them. And again, we have a lot to really unpack here. Like a builder who sets up his building, and they, they give them fortifications. They essentially power, you know, they put, they put power into these buildings. Okay, so that's one side. That's when you are essentially operating in the network as a power creator, a power transmitter, and a power, you know, uh, source. Or the opposite. Now let's look at the case where you violate it. Through your actions, or your words, or your thoughts, that are now not what Hashem wants. So things that Hashem is disinterested in, they essentially undermine the power system. You then destroy many different powers. In other words, you basically undermine the system of forces and and you know power sources that are operating here. And also those same upper layers of reality. Uh, in a way that you can't even measure, really. Like it says, that uh, your destroyers and your destruction comes from you. Um, in other words, you, anytime there's, a, there's destruction in the world, so in a certain way, we are part of the process of that. We kind of, we essentially create that. There's a lot to talk about here also. And again, um, this is kind of just, we're trying to get into this. So to try to move through some of it and get a sense of what's going on. Or you, so you bring darkness or you reduce the light of consciousness and the, and the focus and, and direction that light of consciousness creates. So you reduce that. And instead you add power in the uh, opposite that into perspectives that are actually distorted, where tumum here means where there's, instead of um, sort of keeping these clean channels of Hashem's um, consciousness and your own consciousness flowing cleanly back and forth, now there's blockages in the in the cables. And those blockages cause all kinds of, uh, you know, uh, distorted uh, perspectives and distorted situations in the universe where now, you know, like consciousness essentially can get trapped inside of a, of a, you know, consciousness is supposed to be something which is, which is endless, which is, you know, this is one example of a facet of the, of what consciousness is. Consciousness is something which is timeless. It's something, you know, the Torah's approach to consciousness is that it's something which, it, it lives forever. It's, it's beyond space and time. But what you can do is, you know, this whole system, essentially what Hashem has done is, he has transmitted consciousness almost like the way that light is transmitted, like little packets of, of, of energy, of, of, of light, of consciousness. Uh, and then each of us sort of like is a hub of that. We are a hub of consciousness, but that our consciousness is sort of like, 
you know, like I said, the cables from Hashem that power us. So our consciousness is almost, you know, it's linked and, and embodied inside of a, a physical and time-oriented construct that we call our body. And so what's hap- what happens then is that you have this timeless and beyond type of thing, which we call consciousness now, attached and embedded inside, inside of a body. And then when you live in such a way that undermines the, the expression of that consciousness as it you know, sends out power throughout the network and then back to Hashem also. And so what you're doing is you're basically cutting off that consciousness from all the cables that link it to Hashem and to other things in the universe, including other, including other hubs, which we call other people. So when you do that, and you block it off. So now that consciousness essentially, you know, that particular packet, which you are, you are a packet of consciousness linked to a body. So when you block it off in that way, so now you experience yourself as almost like trapped inside of the physical and time-based body. And the more trapped you become, so the more you start to feel like, oh, well, I am my body, and, you know, this is who I am, and, you know, I, I can't change, and I can't grow, and, like, we're just, you know, we're just uh, biological organisms, and I just got to follow what my body says. And that's all, you know, that's what the word tuma means, where you get so deeply em- 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 enveloped and, and, and you know, em- embedded inside of the body that you start to really deeply think that that's what you are. And so the word tuma means an experiential, usually it's associated with, with experiential encounters with death. That's how it's described in a lot of um, commentaries and in a lot of our writings, which we'll see more of those as we go. But the reason why that's what the word Toma means is because death just means finiteness. And consciousness is not finite. It is beyond space and time. And so it's linked to space and time through the body. But when you start to think that you are the body, that's when you start to experience yourself as essentially a dying being. And that creates tremendous existential angst for all human beings because we know that we are, you know, we always ask, like, well, where do I go when I die? And it's like, well, if you're really the body, then, uh, you know, you, you go nowhere because the body just stops. But you intuit, but I must be somewhere when my body's not working. And that's really, you know, conveying this this duality of like, well, I am, am I my body? And like, when you, you, if you live in a way that you really follow what the body does and says and is, then you start experiencing yourself as if you are your body. And that's what we mean when we say tumma, because now you're experientially encountering yourself as being finite. That is the definition of tumma. And all of the ways to undo tumma are about trying to remove that, to try to like undo the experiential idea that I am finite. Okay, so that's what happens when you go and you undermine this whole system. And then he goes on to explain, This is what it means when it says in the Torah, that Hashem, that Elohim, essentially externalized man into this structure, this image, according to the structure of Elohim. Like it says in the text, Just like Hashem, who Elohim, He is this multiplicity of forces and powers, manifests all of them. He is the master of all the forces that are found in all the layers of reality, all of them. And He organizes them and, and runs them, essentially, every instant, according to His own self, His own will. Uh, his, his will means, will is essentially the, fir- the first expression of consciousness. In other words, the first layer of how consciousness act- actually does anything. How you do anything in the world is through your will. Your ratzon is the first translating mechanism of taking you, the self, and now putting it out into the cable system, into the outside world, uh, both towards the rest of the universe and also towards Hashem. So, similarly, Hashem uh, gave that same power, Esha uh, Adam, uh, to the to man, that he should be now the one who opens and closes. Like you know, literally thousands and tens of thousands of of forces and layers of the universe 
in every direction. All organize according to your patterns of how you behave and live. Essentially, your consciousness, if you, as you use it to manifest in the universe, according to how you do that, it can either be destructive of the system or or constructive, and and that's really when we talk about growth. So we're actually talking about building greater consciousness, greater self awareness. That's what growth means. And growth is not a vague concept, and we're going to see that that's you know kind of a big part of what we mean when we say the whole purpose of what Hashem is trying to do here and what is objectively tov according to Hashem. So, according to the to the roots in the system, you know, in the cable system. In other words, whatever it is that you do. So whatever you impact in the cable system, all on the on the root level, because again we said this, you know, at the root is Hashem on the other end, and you're the root on your end. So when you cause ripple effects in the entire cable system that go all the way to the roots, um, then and 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 it's rooted in your on your end in, in the particular actions and thoughts and words that you use. So those you know those ripples kind of work. It's it's he's saying It's like you're also now like a master of the forces. So in other words, just like Hashem trans, transmits His self through cables towards us, but you know you also have the ability to transmit yourself through those cables in in the other direction and into the rest of the universe. And so you are in 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 the same way as Hashem. You essentially have that ability to be a master of these different forces and essentially dictate what's transmitted. Uh, on the consciousness level, in in these different directions, Amruzal and Chazal said the sages, Be'echa um, Rabasi in the Medrash in uh, Megillus Echa Medrash. This is uh, one of the Midrashim that's linked to the Megillus Echa. Rabbi Akiva B'Shem. Um, I don't know who that is. A different a different uh, sage from the time there um, said Omer. At the time when Bnei Israel are uh, Essentially, operating in, in in a way that is what Hashem wants. In other words, we're we're transmitting our our consciousness into the world in the way that is clear and 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 pure and, and focused and dedicated, and we're growing in that, and we're basically operating as as transmitters for Hashem's consciousness to enter the world through us. Which is a longer discussion about what it is that we're doing here. They then add more power to the power that is above. In other words, again, here we mean like sort of beyond the physical universe. It doesn't mean literally above. Just like you say, just like we say, in Elohim we will make, you know, uh, success or, or growth or power, or, you know, like progress. So that's what that Pasuk in Tehillim is explaining. It means that's what we're going to do. We're going to give power to Hashem. And when you're not doing that, so then, uh, then, now they're weakening the power of Hashem. Like the, the rock of your youth, you have abandoned. So it's a Pasuk in Parshas Hazinu, towards the end of the Torah. Um, and uh, essentially referring to you, actually, uh, you can, you can, cause, the word Teshi here means like you, you exhaust, you're, you've exhausted your, the, the rock of your, of your youth. And, you know, the rock is supposed to be like this, like Hashem is like this unchanging power that is always behind all being. And you, you know, he was he was the the stabilizer and the anchor of your youth, and now you have exhausted him by basically operating in a way that undermined him. So he brings another another source of Kamakomas Bazoar Kadosh, also from the Zohar Medrash, uh, and then we'll just read the translated into Hebrew. ben Adam Osim That when a person does a chet, a chet uh, is not a sin. We do not have sins in the Torah. Sin is a Christian concept. Chet um, means a deviation where you miss the mark, where you now have, again, if we understand that the whole point of the universe is, is a particular purpose, 
So when you miss that purpose and you go off the rails with that and you now undermine the system, that's called a chet. You have now missed the mark. That's literally what the word means. You'll find it used that way for target practice. Just, you know, For example, uh, if you shoot an arrow and you miss the target, you are chote. The arrow is chote and misses the mark. Um, also the opposite, like we said earlier, that if, you, if you're not chote, if you do it the way that Hashem wants, then it actually uh, adds more strength. So that's what it says in the, in the text. In Tehillim, tenu oz lelokim, give strength to Elokim. So the Zohar there quotes a pasuk from Eov, and then it has a whole statement here which says, well, just if you skip the, to the, instead of reading the Aramaic, we'll just read the Hebrew translation. When there are those who want to stand against B'nai Israel, you know, the, the children of Israel, of Israel, um, to basically to call them out. So when they do that, they're actually they're they're sort of standing against Hashem. Why? Because when Bnei Israel do things that are violating the Torah, uh, that are not kasher, which is a funny word, but we're going to just translate it for now as kosher because it's a familiar word for everyone. So then, when when Israel do things that you know when when does things that violate Hashem, so then they it's, it's as if they're exhausting the power of Hashem. When they do the opposite, things that are, are uh, kosher, they then, they then give power and, and, and force and like an impact to Hashem. That's what it says. Give oz to Elokim. Bama. How do you do? How do you give that? Bemasim ksherim with with uh, the right actions. That's why this pasuk says the word Elokim. It also says that with Elokim we're going to make you know success. Shepirusho bala kochos kulam, because that's referring to Elokim, who is bala kochos kulam. So specifically that word and not uh, any other word. So that's the point there, which is you know like we've been saying, that's the emphasis on the word Elokim. Throughout, whenever you find that word, it's being used specifically to denote the network of powers that is unified um, in Hashem. And then what we're saying now is that you also are a certain kind of unifier inside the system operating as a hub. And you also have a, a, an array of cables leading out from you in every direction and also towards Hashem. And then there's a lot more to, you know, he's going to put this together for us much more. I just want to also stress for those who have some experience and knowledge with some of these ideas already. So these cables, the analogy that I'm using now is just another analogy for something called the Sfirot. But I just want to stress that there's many different analogies for the Sfirot because the Sfirot are not, are not things. Uh, they are they are they are non things in a very specific kind of way, and so we use all these different kinds of analogies to convey the experience of what these things are. And so this is a very very profoundly significant and central aspect of all of Torah writing and Torah thought, um, obviously. But uh, and and halacha. But the idea now is just I'm using that analogy so you can understand this whole section of Shar Aleph, and that is the end of Parak Gimel. So I look forward to seeing you guys and uh, in Parak Dalid chapter four and we'll get to that one very soon so thanks for tuning in and definitely check out some of the videos on the uh, youtube channel also and i hope you enjoyed